Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. This is William Lundigan. This is Mona Freeman. And this is Hugh Douglas saying, Welcome to Stars in the Air. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is your passport to another half hour of poignant and sensitive transcribed drama. A very warm and human story tonight. The story of a man, a girl, and a boy. And what happiness meant for each of them. Stars in the Air is proud to bring you 20th Century Fox Studios' wonderful story, Deep Waters. Starring Mona Freeman as the girl and William Lundigan as the man. With Johnny McGovern as the boy. Stars in the Air presents Deep Waters. no use, Hod. I do love you. I love you more than I can tell you, but, well, I guess it's no use. Why, Anne? Because I make my living out of the sea? It isn't that. I've told you a dozen times. I know, I know. It's the same old story. But I was brought up here. A lobsterman. It's my life. I own my own boat, my home, and I like it. And what's more, my father and his father and way on back, they were all lobstermen. They fished this coast for over 200 years. That's what I mean, Hod. You're making a romance out of something that's, that's just fish. I want something better for us. All right. You win. I'll take that job in Wendell's office. No, Hod, it wouldn't work. But you wanted me to take it. I know I did, Hod. But you'd be unhappy in an office, and, well, that would make me unhappy. And, oh, Hod, it's no use. Here's and, your ring. No, you can't. You know I'd do anything for you, darling. That's why I'm doing this. Someday, perhaps, and, and we'll please, find a solution. Please. Believe me, it's the only way. I love you, Hod. Goodbye. Hit me pretty hard, all right. Fishing offshore like I did, I had plenty of time to think about it. Late afternoons, when we'd tie the boat up, I'd tramp along the beach and try to tell myself I wasn't just filling in time. I was out there trying to bag a few ducks. Well, at least the ducks were there. And that particular evening, so was somebody else. Doggone it. Missed. Tough luck, kid. Huh? I was standing right back of you. I knew something scared him. Well, now, don't hang it on me. They were feeding out. Maybe they'll be back. Fat lot of good it'll do me. Only had two shells. Oh, well, even if you'd winged one, it would have just twizzled around and around out there. How'd you get it? I'd have swum out and brung him in. Oh, not me. That water's too cold. Hey, aren't you that new fellow up at Mary McKay's? Yeah, the state kid. An orphan. I'm Hod Stillwell. How'd you know about me? Well, the lady who placed you happened to mention it. She works for the state welfare department. Miss Ann? You a friend of hers? Uh, yeah, yeah, a friend. I guess that's what you'd call her. What'd she tell you, huh? Not much, just that she'd run away from a couple of places. Farm, wasn't it? Yeah. Why'd you do that? Didn't like the farm. I think she said it was a storekeeper after then. Didn't you like him either? No. <laughs> you sort of like it around here, huh? I sure do. <laughs> So do I. Say, how'd you learn to handle a gun like that? My Uncle Mai taught me. He used to take me gunning. Uncle Mai? That wouldn't be Captain Mai Mitchell that used to be down at Port Clyde, would it? 
What's it to you? Nothing, nothing. I just mentioned it. Well, well I guess I'd My better... name's Mitchell, too. Donnie Mitchell. Ah, uh-huh. I wondered if there wasn't some connection. I went to the banks one season with Captain Meyer. You did? Uh-huh. Guess I knew your pa, too. He was a good man with a shotgun, wasn't he? Uncle Meyer said pa was the best shot in the county. <laughs> I tried to tell old Farmer Elkins that, but... Well, I guess nobody don't recollect Pa no more. Now, where did you get that idea? Plenty of folks remember John Mitchell. You want to talk to my partner, Joe Sanger. He shipped with your Pa for a couple of years. Sanger? He's a Portuguese, ain't he? Yeah? Why? I don't like Portuguese. Son, your Pa nor your Uncle Mai either never let anybody tell him about a fella. They always went out and found out for themselves. Well, it's getting pretty late. Hadn't you better get back to the mainland? Got your chores to do yet, haven't you? Ain't gonna do no more chores. I ain't going back. (laughs) I know how you feel. I used to hate chores, too. Still, you can't leave folks to worry like that. Maybe we better head for home. You mean you're gonna take me back? Oh, no, no, no. I wouldn't say that. But I've got a couple of nice fat ducks here, and I want to take them over to Mary McKay. Maybe if she had these ducks, she wouldn't worry so much about the chores, huh? (laughs) Come on, kid, let's go. Mary, you mean to say the boy just went? Just disappeared? That's why I called you, Anne. I'll never forgive myself, never. But what happened? Didn't he say anything? I scolded him this morning for dilly-dallying with the wood. Then when I went out at noon to call him for dinner, there was the saw. Broke clean in two and him gone. You don't suppose something happened? Suppose, suppose. Oh, I've near been out of my mind. When it comes to supper time and he didn't show up, I... Mary, the door. Hello, Miss McKay. Donnie, where you been? He's been with me. That's little comfort, Hard Stillwell. Don't just stand there. Come in, come in. Why, Donnie, you're soaking wet. Hello, Ann. Sure, up on the bow when we're riding across, Chop. That's a good way to get wet. Donnie, you kite yourself upstairs and you get out of them wet clothes, do you hear? Go on, I'll skid out. Yes, I'm, I'm going. <laughs> Looking like a drowned kitten and not a bite of supper. Oh, i better fix him something. How about me? Oh, all right, all right. No more trouble for two than for one. I'll go out and Uh, yeah, Ann. What's the real reason Donnie stayed away? He's afraid of Mary, I guess. Of Mary? Mm-hmm. Seems he broke the saw accidentally, and he couldn't face her about it. He's just plain scared. About a little thing like that? I guess it seemed pretty big to him. That boy's had a rough time somewhere, Ann. I know. It's bad for a kid to get that frightened. He needs some help. I know that, too. Well, thanks, Hard, for bringing him back. Anything to help you on your job. And besides, I've, I've been wanting to see well, you anyway. I'm sorry, I... Hard. I've got to run. Ma's holding supper. But, Mary! Mary, I'm going now. Well, thanks for coming by, dear. Oh, Hard, will you see us to the car? Hard! It's a pleasure. You back inside already, Hard? Here I am. That was quick. Looks like it was successful, though. Huh? You got lipstick. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) When's the wedding going to be? There's nothing like asking, is there? Nope. Well, I'm afraid there isn't going to be any wedding. Why not? Oh, I don't know. She'll kiss a lobsterman, but she just won't marry him. Smart girl. Maybe. Huh? All right, all right. Sit down. Food's almost ready. Donnie, get a move on, you hear? Yes, ma'am. Be right down. Mary, 
That uh, boy isn't too much for you, is he? Him? Oh, don't be silly. He's just as quiet and gentle as a two-year-old bull. <laughs> uh, he needs a lot of handling. He's had a pretty tough road to hoe. Well, so is everybody else. Life ain't no clamby. Maybe... Mary, I could use that boy on a boat Saturdays. How's that? Pay him two bits an hour. You don't say. Uh-huh. You and him cook this up? Oh, I just thought of it. It's not a bad idea, either. He uh, might make enough to pay for the saw. Who said anything about paying for the saw? Well, just the same. Uh, we uh, we leave around five. You'd have to get him up pretty early. Did you hear what I said? We leave about five. All right, all right. He'll be on time. <laughs> Excuse the looks of the place. Being Saturday morning and all the weekend... Don't worry about me, Mary. Uh, I just stopped by with Donnie's maintenance check. Hmm. $12.50 a month to feed that little Indian. (laughs) Shall I take him back? Mm, Don't tempt me. (laughs) Where is he this morning? I haven't seen him around. Oh, I let him go with hard fishing. Fishing? In a boat? Well, I never heard tell of fishing on land. But you think you should have done that, Mary? Suppose something happened. With hard? There ain't a better fisherman on the coast. Reminds me. How come you're not going to marry him? How'd you know? Oh, I found out. What's the trouble? Well, we just couldn't agree on what we wanted to do. He had a chance for a good job, and he didn't want it. And I don't want him to fish, so... Maybe he likes to fish. Well, I don't want to be a fisherman's wife. Why not? You're not afraid, are you? Maybe. Maybe I am. There isn't a family in town that hasn't lost a father, a son, someone... Well, you lost your husband off of Newfoundland. Suppose I did. He was doing what he wanted to. Yes, but what about you? And what about Molly Thatcher? They found her husband's body this morning. He smashed up on Hazlett's Rock. Oh, that's too bad. I tell you, I won't live like that. I won't sit at home and wait and wait and worry about a man just because he thinks he's got the only job in the world. Plenty of women have lived like that, Anne. Sure they have. Generations of them. Just because their men wouldn't do anything else. Why? I don't know. But it's the truth, all right. Generations of them have. Just like you and just like me. And you needn't worry about Donnie. He's all right with hard. That's a nice lot of fish, Hard. Comes to fifty-seven eighty. That's a pretty good day. Not bad, Nick. Not bad. Mighty fine bluefish there. Didn't know there was running. Well, depends on who's fishing for him. Oh, you land him, Hard? Nope. No, Joe get him? No, not me. Now, don't tell me he up and jumped right in the boat. Nick, meet my new partner, Donnie Mitchell. He got that blue with a broken down old reel. Didn't even have a drag on it. Say, that's some fish, boy. Yes, sir. Mitchell, Mitchell. You wouldn't be no relation to old Captain My Mitchell or Johnny Mitchell now, would you? Sure. Captain My was my uncle. John was my father. Well, I should have known. Here you are, Donnie. Here's your share. Seven fifty cash on the barrel head. Oh, gee, Hod. I, I never earned that much. I, I had too much fun. I... A lot of money, son. What you gonna get with it? I'm gonna get me a brand new reel and... A what? I said a brand new saw. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought you were. Hi, Donnie. Hey, Miss Ann. 
Come on down. Come on. Gee, look at the fish I caught. All by myself. A 14-pound blue. Oh, it's a beauty, Donnie. Now, you run up and get into my car and wait for me there. But i got to help Joe wash down the deck. I think Joe can do it alone. Go ahead now. I want to talk to Hod for a moment. Yes, sir. Okay, Miss Ann. I wish you hadn't done that, Ann. What? That boy's just had the greatest day of his life. You've taken some of the edge off for him. I'm sorry, but that's what I want to talk to you about. You mustn't take him out anymore. Why not? He loved it. I'm quite sure he did. But Donnie's a ward of the state, not just a kid about town. Mary's responsible. I'm responsible. What could happen to him on my boat? On a boat in the open sea. A lot of oh, things. Oh, don't be silly. He could break his neck in the backyard. I'm sorry, Hod. It mustn't happen again. But, Ann, I promised him for next Saturday. I've, I've made a deal with him. I, I can't go back on my word. Then you'll just force me to take him away. All right. That's the way you want it. Okay, Ann. Toughest job I ever had in my life, telling that kid. Couldn't give him any reasons either. Had to let him think I just changed my mind. I told myself he'd be all right. He'd get over it. Kids forget pretty fast. <laughs> That's how much I knew about it. Anyway, it must have been about a week later. Joe and I were coming in. Still pretty far out, running through a good-sized squall. She's turning over 2,200. Maybe we push a little bit, huh? Won't do much good when you have to quarter like this. It's pretty rough out here. Oh, I'm glad I got... Hey, Hart, look. There come Nick Driver. What do you want out here? That can't be Nick Driver. He's gone up to Portland. But that's his skiff. I know that outboard it. Hart, that's the kid. It's Donnie. Donnie, are you sure? Absolutely. I see his face when he turned. I wonder what's happened. You think maybe he was looking for us? Uh, you just take a joyride. That kid, he loved boats. But he's heading out to sea. Joe, part about. Part about? Okay. Now pour it on. We're going after him. Another few minutes and we'd have been too late. We pulled up alongside just as a big one turned his boat over. We managed to get a rope to the kid, hauled him aboard, and dumped him on the deck wet and gasping. And then we put about and hightailed it for home. Mary, I'm so disappointed. After planning a surprise for him like this... Can't imagine where the little devil's gone. And he's been so good all week. If it weren't storming so, I'd... Hello in there. Anybody home? Well, in the name of... Hod, he was with you. <laughs> Again. Hand wet. Yep, he fell in the water. Every time you do that, you get wet. And on his birthday, too, and me with a birthday cake and everything. Young man, you get right upstairs and change, you hear? Go on, scat. No, no, wait. Wait for me. I'll put out your new suit and I'll draw your hot bath. Oh. This is something to walk into, all right, after what happened today. What happened, Hod? Man, I don't want to worry you, but Donnie was running away. Running away? He took Nick Driver's boat and tried to head for Boston. Oh, Hod, that's terrible. Why would he do a thing like that? I guess he's confused, all mixed up. He comes from a fishing family, and it's in his blood. The only thing he loves is the sea and boats. And you brought him here right to the edge of it and then put up a wall with a big sign, Keep Out. What do you expect the kid to do? But I told you, Hod. I'm responsible for him. I have a duty. Well, it's up to you, Ann. The boy can go two ways, and you've got to make the decision. Wish him a happy birthday for me. Good night.
You are listening to the Stars in the Air production of the 20th Century Fox picture, Deep Waters. Our story will continue in just a moment, but meanwhile, we'd like to make a suggestion. Here's a safety tip for drivers. Nervous driving is unsafe driving. The nervous driver is the one who's always trying to pass the other fellow in city traffic. He's the one who's most likely to have an accident. Take your turn in traffic. Take it easy at the wheel. Now back to Stars in the Air and the second act of Deep Waters, starring William Lundigan as Hod and Mona Freeman as Anne, with Johnny McGovern as Danny and Berna Felton as Mary McCabe. Tell you, Miss Ann said it was all right with the state for me to work on your boat. Ain't that swell? Sure, Danny. I'm glad to hear it. There's just one little matter we've got to get settled. What's that, Hod? Nick Driver's boat. Who's going to pay for that? Oh, that's all fixed. Miss McKay, she paid him already. Danny, do you think it's right to have somebody else pay for your mistakes? Oh, gee, Hod. Nick said a lot of store by that boat. If he'd reported you to the police, you might have been sent to reform school. I've never had a partner who's been to reform school. Todd, if you take me on your boat, if you let me work for you on Saturdays till school's over, well, then I could work for you every day, and I'll pay back every cent of it. Honest. Well, yeah, that sounds reasonable. Then I'll do all my chores, too. Every one of them. I promise you. Well... Please, Hod. <laughs> okay, 5.30 Saturday morning. We'll get a good early start, and then maybe we can... Hey, Danny! Danny! Danny, where are you going? I gotta go and tell Miss McKay! <laughs> There he is now. In here, Donnie. Hello, Miss Ann. I was just down to see Hod, and I... Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you had company. Donnie, this is Mr. Harris from the sheriff's office. Sheriff's office? He says you sold a camera to Mr. Hopkins down at the swap shop. Did you, Donnie? Tell me the truth. Yes, sir. Where'd you get the camera, Donnie? Martin's drugstore. Did Mr. Martin give it to you? No. You just took it when no one was looking and went out and sold it to Mr. Hopkins for $4. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Oh, Donnie, why? I was going to run away. I needed some bus fare. I, I thought Hod didn't like me anymore and, and wouldn't take me on his boat. Ms. McKay, I'll have to take him to Bellport, turn him over to the juvenile authorities. I suppose. Donnie, I'm not going to tell you not to take it hard. Because it's bitter hard. For me, too. Donnie, I'll do all I can. So will Hod. You ain't gonna tell Hod. What do you want to help him? No, us? don't tell him. Don't tell him, you hear? I don't want him to know. I don't want him to know. Why not? Because I know what they'll do. They'll put me in reform school. Uh, don't tell Hod. Please. You gotta promise. <laughs> all right, Donnie. I promise. I won't tell Hod. I'm sorry, Hod. It's no use asking. I can't tell you where he is. But, Anne, this is all ridiculous. Mary closing up the house like that all of a sudden, going over to Portland to live with her brother, and the kid just disappearing. Please, Hod. It doesn't make sense. 
Donnie was so crazy to work on my boat. Well, he wrote you, didn't he? I sure, thought sure. A letter that didn't say anything. Just that he was living in Ferriston on a farm. And now you won't tell me anything either. I can't. I'm not permitted Why to. Why not? Oh, Annie. I, I thought you'd beaten this thing when you decided to let Donnie go out on my boat, but uh, I guess not. That isn't it. You don't understand. Well, maybe you don't either. <laughs> Everyone who goes out on a boat isn't drowned. People die everywhere, even homing in bed. You're letting this thing get out of control. Just just because you're afraid of a sea... you're all wrong. That's not the reason I moved him. Well, then what was? I can't tell you that. I promised. All right, Ann. I won't make you break a promise. Oh, thank you, Hod. But you're forcing me to find out some other way. No, Hod, please. Believe me, you'll only hurt him if you do. That's a chance I'll have to take. Hod! Joe, we're going to lay off a couple of days next week. Might have to take an extra hitch in our belts. Then what for are you so happy, huh? I just got all the dope about Donnie. He's not on a farm. He's in a reform school. That to make you laugh because he's <laughs> in a reform school? Ah, don't be a dope. I've been talking to Josh Hovey, the state senator. He's got a lot of pull. He's promised to help. He's going to get Donnie out, huh? Mm-hmm. I got my fingers crossed. We're having a special hearing next week. I've asked the court to let me adopt him. Yeah, that's good. We get a new partner, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> you come and live with us and work sure. on the boat? Sure. Hey, Hod. Huh? What about Miss Ann? What's she going to say? Plenty, I guess. But, Joe, I never run from a squall. Not when I've got a fighting chance. And this is something I'm going to fight for. Let me see now. Are both interested parties present? Mr. Hod Stillwell, the petitioner. Here, Your Honor. Miss Ann Freeman for the Welfare Department. I'm Miss Freeman, Your Honor. Well, now, this is more or less a family affair. I don't think we need to be so formal, <laughs> Miss Freeman. Why don't you come over here and sit beside the petitioner, huh? Uh, Mr. Stilwell, I'm sure you won't mind. No, sir. Now then, Mr. Stilwell, you petitioned the court to adopt Donnie Mitchell. That's rather uh, unusual for a bachelor. I wonder if you would give me some of your reasons. Well, Your Honor, I I know the boy. I, I knew his father and his uncle, and I think I can offer him more advantages than the state reform school can. Are you financially able and prepared to care for the boy? I think so, Your Honor. I'm a lobsterman. I own my own home and my boat. I make a pretty good living. Mm, Yes, that seems to be authenticated. And I have a letter here from Mrs. McKay, with whom the boy was previously placed. She doesn't want him back, does she? Matter of fact, she does. But she thinks he'd be better off with you. Oh. Now, let's have some expression from the welfare board. Miss Freeman? Your Honor, we've had a lot of trouble with Donnie Mitchell. For the most part, he's been insubordinate, sullen, resentful, unwilling even to let us help Your him. Your Honor, but I... Now I think we know why. And it isn't his fault. It's ours. It's mine. And... You see, we forgot one thing. We couldn't take Donnie away from the sea. There's something in him that's so deep-rooted that it's useless to fight against it. And that's where we made our mistake. We tried to fight it, and we failed. Yes, go on. Donnie needs love, guidance from someone he trusts, someone who understands his love for the sea. The board recommends the petition be granted. Anne. Anne, darling. Oh, Hod. Uh, no personalities, please. <clears throat> uh, Miss Freeman, I am in complete sympathy with your views, but you will understand I have a grave responsibility. Before I can make a decision, I must know what the boy's feelings are. 
He's in the next room. I'll bring him in. All right, son. You can come in now. Donnie. Hi, Donnie. Yeah, no need to be frightened, Donnie. They're old friends, aren't they? Uh, Donnie, Mr. Stilwell wants you to come and live with him. He wants to adopt you, make you his son. Would you like that, hmm? Would you, Donnie? No. Donnie. Donnie, don't you want to live with Joe and me, work on the boat every day, be my partner? No. Why not? I got reasons. Come here, Donnie. I want to talk to you. Don't you like Hod anymore? Yes. Then why don't you want to live with him? Be on his boat with him again. Because... Because I've been in reform school, that's why. Because I stole a camera. <laughs> but I knew that, Donnie. You did? Sure. You really did? Of course he did. So you went and told him, huh? And you promised me you never uh, would. Uh, she didn't tell me, Donnie. I found out myself. You didn't care? No, not a bit. That's why I'm here. But, but, Hod, I was in reform school. I know, Donnie. You made a mistake. But you paid for it. Everybody makes mistakes, son. The important thing is, is not to make them again. Gee, Hod, if I can come and live with you and work on the boat... Oh, gee. It'll be just like it used to be, won't it? Yes, except for one little change. What change, Miss Ann? Well, I I really haven't asked Hodge yet, but... Donnie, you know, I got a little hunch. Yeah? <laughs> I think our boat is going to have two mates. So the curtain falls on another memorable Stars in the Air production. But now back on stage for a final word. Here are the stars of our play tonight, William Lundigan and Mona Freeman. Hugh, we just want to say how wonderful it was to be here tonight. This radio program supports one of the really great causes in our industry, the motion picture country house and hospital. And all of us are proud to help by appearing here. Isn't that so, Bill? Absolutely, Mona. There isn't anyone in Hollywood who wouldn't feel honored by being asked to appear on this stage. And I... <laughs> I guess that wraps it up, so what do you say we run along? Hey, what's your hurry? Well, uh, Hugh Douglas is waiting to announce next week's show, and I've... Well, I, I've got to get up at four tomorrow morning. Four in the morning? Good heavens, why? <laughs> it sounds a little like typecasting, but the truth of it is, I, I'm, I'm going fishing. Oh. <laughs> Good night, everybody, and thanks. Thanks again. Good night. Next week, another exciting drama. The sensational box office hit, The House on 92nd Street. Starring Keith Brazell and, listen now, Academy Award winner Humphrey Bogart. Remember next week, Humphrey Bogart and Keith Brazell in The House on 92nd Street. Don't miss it. Deep Waters was presented through the courtesy of 20th Century Fox, whose latest release is The Pride of St. Louis, starring Dan Daly and Joanne Drew. William Lundigan appeared by arrangement with 20th Century Fox, producers of the Technicolor picture With a Song in My Heart, starring Susan Hayward, Rory Calhoun, David Wayne, and Thelma Ritter. 
Mona Freeman is currently starring with Tony Curtis and Jan Sterling in Flesh and Fury, a Universal International production. Stars in the Air is transcribed in Hollywood with music under the supervision of Alexander Courage. Our play was adapted and directed by Harry Cronman. Attention, please, for a most important announcement. Beginning a week from Saturday on May 3rd, Stars in the Air will be heard at a new time. Every Saturday night on most of these same stations. Consult your local papers for the exact hour. Remember, Stars in the Air every Saturday night over most of these same stations. This is the CBS Radio Network.